0: Have a seat, please. Praise the, Praise the Lord. To the saints of God, God's holy people, the faithful in, in Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you from our God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I am honored Today, to participate in the Trinity Cathedral's celebration of Black History Month, I thank you for your ecumenical outreach and invitation to celebrate the life of Sojourner Truth. The collect of the day requests God to strengthen and sustain us and to give us vision and courage to stand against oppression and injustice. Lofty aspirations, vision, and courage to stand against oppression and injustice. Can I tell you and may I suggest to you and boldly say that vision and courage don't come by osmosis. In other words, it's just not poured into you. You have to go through some things. So Sojourner Truth would probably say, Children, you got to go through some stuff. She clearly stood against oppression and injustice, and she is rightfully considered a giant in the abolitionist women's rights movement. But to get to that vision and that courage she had to go through some things. Before she became Sojourner Truth, she had to go through her own oppression and injustice. We all have to have a cross that we have to bear. Like Sojourner Truth, we all have this individual cross to bear. My cross is not going to be the same as your cross And Sojourner Sojourner Truth's cross was definitely not the same as yours or mine. Our Savior tells us, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Jesus also said, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. So Sojourner Truth had a cross to bear. Let's look at her cross. History provides us hindsight, and so we can look at her life and see the cross that she bore to come up with the vision and courage to stand against slavery and injustice. She was born into slavery. She was a slave. As a young girl, she was ripped from her family as for $100 dollars, and a flock of sheep. Subjected to physical and sexual abuse at the hands of her slave masters and slave mistresses, she bore these scars for the rest of her life. She was born Isabella Bomfrey. That was her birth name. She was never taught to read. She was never taught to write. She was effectively an illiterate her entire life. She was denied the right to marry the person that she loved. Instead, she was forced into an arranged marriage. And the children of that marriage became the property of the slave owner that owned her at the time. That was Sojourner Sojourner Truth's cross. Isabella, finally reaching her breaking point, even as a slave, she escaped from slavery. She said, my master told me if I performed a certain task by July 4, he was going to give me my freedom. When he did not do that, she didn't run, she simply walked away from that life leaving everything behind, all of her children except her baby girl, and she walked into a new life. This was a new life anchored in faith in Jesus Christ. Mother Sojourner knew where her strength, courage, and vision came from. Her hope, my hope, your hope should be built on nothing less than Jesus Christ. The songwriter says, My righteousness I dare not trust The sweetest frame But wholly lean on Jesus' name On cross, on Christ The solid rock I sand All others is sinking sand She spent the rest of her life Anchored in this faith Exposing the truth and the ugliness Of slavery, discrimination, segregation, racial, and gender inequality. Today, over 220 years later, this country, and in fact, this world, still faces slavery, human trafficking, sexual exploitation, discrimination, segregation, racial, and gender inequality. It's no wonder that the writer in Ecclesiastes observes that what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Today I propose that we need another Sojourner Truth. Like Abram became Abraham, Sarai became Sarah, and Jacob became Israel, God transformed this woman, Isabella. Through a vision, she was called into the Spirit, and the Spirit instructed her to leave her home at the time, what we commonly call the Second Sodom, known as New York City. And the Spirit instructed her to preach under the name Sojourner Truth. The name itself signified her role as an itinerant preacher. Her mission, the Spirit told her, was to preach truth and justice, to teach people to embrace Jesus and refrain from sin. Where is that sojourner truth today? We need another sojourner truth. She was a courageous woman, not afraid to speak her mind, not afraid to stand on her position. There are three examples that come to mind. The first, she joined an association of abolitionists that supported a broad reform agenda, including women's rights, pacifism, and a stand against capital punishment. Frederick Douglass, also an escaped slave, was part of this association. On several occasions, Frederick Douglass and Sojourner Truth were speakers at the same forum. History tells us that although Mr. Douglass admired Sojourner Truth, he admired her speaking ability, he praised her as honest, industrious, and amiable. History also records that Frederick Douglass was patronizing of Sojourner Truth, whom he also considered uncultured. At one such event in Boston, Mr. Douglass, despairing that slavery could not be abolished peaceably, began to advocate insurrection, that blacks should seize freedom By force. To Mother Truth. Douglas's comments displayed. His lack of faith. In God's goodness. And God's ability to deliver. As he took his seat. Sojourner stood up. Before the crowd. And challenged Mr. Douglas. She simply asked him. Frederick. Frederick. Is God dead? Is God dead? Today, if you visit her gravesite, on her tombstone are engraved, among other things, these very words Is God dead? Of course, to the 19th century sensibilities, her trust in the one true, living God was far more appealing than Douglas's radicalism. That's not to say that Sojourner Truth should not be considered radical, for she was considered radical in many aspects of her advocacy and beliefs. Second, one of the most striking things about Sister Sojourner was her unique physical appearance. She is described as a very tall person about six feet about right where I'm at but she possessed a very deep masculine voice and she was of course often accused of being a man dressed in women's clothing how could such a forceful advocate for abolition be a woman that's what her antagonist wondered Sojourner shamed and shut up her antagonist at an unforgettable event. She simply bared her breast, (laughs) removing all doubt (laughs) of her gender. Lastly, Sojourner took up many issues, abolition, racial equality, capital punishment, women's rights, women's suffrage, just to name a few. Naturally, she was befriended by and associated with the leaders of these various movements, including Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Stanton. One of the things about Sojourner Truth was she was not afraid to speak her mind and stand her ground. When Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Stanton threatened to remove the women's movement's support for the black vote, if women were denied the right to vote, Sojourner Truth simply separated herself, distanced herself, and walked away from the increasingly racist language of the women's groups. I wonder is history repeating itself? As I said, nothing new is under the sun. Where are you, Sojourner Truth? We need another Sojourner Truth. Plain spoken, unafraid to speak her truth, willing to bear all, a champion of many causes, that was Sojourner Truth, and that's what we need today. Even though illiterate, Sister Truth made a living as a public speaker. She published an autobiography, She preached the gospel. She successfully sued her former slave owner for her son, successfully brought other cases when people wanted to be libelous against her, petitioned Congress, performed sit-ins, met with President Lincoln, and even tried to vote in the 1872 election. She was a force to be reckoned with. As I close, I do so with the words of Sojourner Truth. Children, who made your skin white? Was it not God? Who made mine black? Was it not the same God? Am I to blame, therefore, because my skin is black? Does not God love colored children as well as white children? And did not the same Savior die to save the one as well as the other? She always closed her, ser- her sermons with, "Obliged to you for hearing me. And now, oh, Sir sojourner, ain't got nothing more to say. The last words uttered by Sojourner Truth on November 26, 1883, were, Be a follower of the Lord Jesus. Be a follower of the Lord Jesus. Peace be with you. God bless. <laughs> Please spend the next few moments in a silent reflection on the message you have heard.